Welcome to episode 49.5 of a brand new rebooted We the GamerCast, hosted by WeTheNerdy.com, and it's We the GamerCast that publishes on iTunes every single Monday. It also publishes on Google Play. Let's not forget the Googles and their playing. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing. It takes a second. Just hit subscribe. Then you got a, an hour of goodness in your ears every week. So thank you guys for doing that. If you're new, here is the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet and we talk about video games. And if you want to be part of the show, send me a tweet at Sean Capri. It's Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. Uh, this week is different. <laughs> I always say this like it's the same, but it's different. Uh, but if, if you're new and um, you didn't, and you missed last week, Zach Erickson the dude, my dude, your dude, your boy from Nintendo Dads, uh, a new, new father, I think is what they call it when you already had a kid, uh, made some time for us last week. So thank you for Zach. Uh, it's so, so great getting to know our fellow podcasters a little better. And that's really what today is all about. I did not mean to make that segue, but it'll work. I'll take it. This is a very special episode. Last week was episode 49. This is episode 49.5, and you may be wondering, what the heck does that even mean? Why are you doing this? Uh, I will tell you. Episode 50 has to happen next week. It can't happen today, September 19th. It has to happen September 26th. And you will understand when I publish that episode, and even though I have great conversations in the can i i spent the weekend talking to one jules Watchem from atui games we talked on on friday night then on saturday morning i talked with one john beeler a navy dude who is simply the best i can't wait for you guys to hear my chat with john and with jules but you're just gonna have to just gonna have to wait i've done a little um proactive podcasting that's what i guess we'll call it Got a couple of evergreen, couple of these evergreen episodes in the can. I need next week, episode 50. It's a big one. I just want you guys to think about what, what it could be, even. I, I want you to think about that because there is absolutely no way you're going to guess what's happening next week. There's, there's, I mean, I guess there, there, there is sort of a way, but. I don't know. Maybe if I, I hype it up, you're going to overshoot. <laughs> it's gonna, it's not that big a deal, but it's kind of a big deal. But it has to happen next week. And so I hope you guys will come back for, for that. And so I was having somewhat of a, not a panic. I was, I was worried. I was concerned about what to do because I want to make sure that thing lines up nicely. And, uh, I thought I, I could always, I've seen other podcasts do these 0.5 episode things, these weird naming convention, but cause I still don't want to miss the week. That's the thing I don't think I've really said here, and I hope you, it maybe you just understand that. I can't miss this week. There's there's nothing going on. I feel fine. I have episodes in the can. I can't let you guys just go a week without We The Gamer cast in your ears. That would be strange. Uh, so I thought, why don't I just do some time with just me and you? Yeah. Yeah, you there. So my guest this week is me. <laughs> but you guys 
have submitted questions. So thank you guys so much for doing that. Basically, this is just going to be a kind of like an ask me anything type of deal, which is sort of how I treat every week, I guess. I, uh, I ask the guest anything. So I'm an open book. I am all yours. But before we get to that, I also announced a game giveaway. We were lucky enough to get some Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. We have some codes. We actually have two codes and a physical copy to give away. We're going to get to that right now. If you guys, all you had to do was retweet that little tweety tweet thing that I, that I sent out and follow at We The GamerCast. This is actually a really good thing. We might be doing more of this. I'm going to try and figure out other things that, that we can give away. Uh, we have some friends in the, in, in the industry to We The Nerdy who were very kind to us supplied us with some codes and um i think we can do this some more so without further ado this is going to be really hard because normally i let other people talk while i like hiccup or sneeze or something like that i'm going to try and make sure that doesn't happen that was a nice little way to prolong the announcement of these winners okay i have a ps4 code to give away i have a physical copy of the Phantom Pain for PS4, also to give away. And then I have a 360 code that I'm really interested to hear. I've never, I haven't heard a thing about Metal Gear Solid 5 on the 360. Uh, these are, this is what has been given to us. It is what I'm giving away. And I'm proud to announce the winner of the PlayStation 4 code goes to Jonathan Zeiger. At Zyger1337, he retweeted and followed We The Gamer Cast, and so he wins a, a PlayStation 4 code. I will be sending you a message on the Twitter. Now, somebody has to win the physical copy, and you guys are like, oh man, I actually like physical better. What? This, I, this is the one I want. Well, if your name is Corey Hicks at Chixie underscore two, well, then you just, you get to celebrate a little bit. You get... The Phantom Pain physical copy. I don't know what else to say about it. I hope you're excited. And last but not least, well, sort of least. I mean, 360. I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm excited. For Alan Paxton at Alan underscore Paxton, you get a 360 code under, uh, what is it? I, I need to know a little bit about this. Zyger and Corey, you don't, you guys don't owe me anything. Alan, you owe me at least a tweet about what, <laughs> is this any good? I don't even know. So I'm excited to give these things away to you guys. I hope that we can do this again. Thank you everybody for sending the retweets and for the follows. I really appreciate that. And, um, because I really doubt that they're listening, I want everybody who did participate and is a fan and listens and interacts and everything i removed because i don't have any giveaway rules (laughs) i can do whatever i want i remove the people who like their twitter accounts where i want to give your i want to win your giveaways or you know something like that where clearly all they do all day long is is comb the internet for these types of things and they can spot because i i say free giveaway so it's a pretty easy thing for people to go in and and that's not that's not the deal we want people who are part of the fam so i appreciate i know who you guys are i know who fairly uh participate in this so you are all eligible the people who are um internet kind of 
dingbats is that a thing yeah they they were taken out so uh you guys have nothing to worry about i'm gonna get into a whole bunch of questions here and um gonna gonna tell you first that i am still playing a little bit of the division had it had a nice nice time with neighbor matt a little while ago uh but holy crap the the summer just kind of like ended and all of a sudden all of a sudden we are in we're in video game time it's fall it is today is september 18th it's happening the the floodgates are open and for me it actually started with Recore. uh this is a funny thing. My review is going to go up on We the Nerdy very soon because I have to finish it uh, before I start my play. I guess a playthrough sometime. I'm going to spend some time with a game I've been looking forward to quite a bit. I will be doing the review for Forza Horizon 3. I, I got the code. I need to wrap up ReCore really quickly because I need to get to that and tell you guys how I feel about it. Uh, I, I don't think I'm allowed to say anything. I got to look up the embargo date, but um, I think I've got about a week for that. So ReCore is a thing that I bought. This is a game that I was really excited about. I, I love the rollout for it. We didn't really know a heck of a lot about it. We know who was behind it. We knew who made it. Uh, it's sort of like this weird team up between KG and Afune and the team behind Metroid, the Metroid Prime series. Uh, definitely piqued my interest. And I like the look of it. I like that we didn't hear too much about it before it came out. Uh, and then all of a sudden before, like, I was really expecting even at E3 for us to get, um, like a date far, far in the future, but, but we actually got a September release date for ReCore. And I, I kind of wish, I don't know if you guys are with me on this. Um, it, were you expecting this game to come out this soon? I, I wasn't expecting it. So, um, the, for me, there was no rush. I kind of wish that they, they took their time a little more for this because as I'm playing through it, I'm discovering extremely long load times. I I tweeted out, I think it was just yesterday. Uh, I, I was so frustrated with the game because I don't know if I'm just being impatient or just being overly sensitive to this sort of stuff or if I'm being uh, subjective rather than objective about, especially about something like load time. So I'm like, I should just measure this. I should I should be objective about it and time this load time. And... Granted, some aren't quite this long, but this was just after a death. I just died. I got kind of, I got surprised and I got my butt kicked and I'm like, I'm going to time this one. And it was one minute and 59 seconds. Are you kidding me with this stuff? I really don't care about 4K. This is a whole other thing. This is okay. I hope you guys are strapped in because this is the show. It's just me and you. <laughs> Um, it, which is really odd if you know me in my personal life. I don't think that I will ever talk for this much. But when it comes to video games, I could, I guess I could just talk forever. Talk and shop. I used to do the same thing when I worked at the Canadian Best Buy. It was called Future Shop that ended up getting bought out by Best Buy. Uh, I would talk TVs all day. So I wanted to time this thing. I wasn't sure if I was just being sensitive to the low times. Super, super long. Uh... I was trying to say that I don't, before I interrupted myself, I was trying to say that I don't care about 4K, um, mainly because I don't like LED TVs, and I don't think you guys are expecting me to take that turn. I definitely, definitely prefer plasma TVs. I, every TV in my house is, is plasma. The two TVs that Chelsea and I play on in the basement are plasma, even though it gives off a ridiculous glare in the daylight. I still prefer plasma, but... 
um plasma it kind of died i don't believe if you guys know of a of a 4k plasma please let me know but my quick research showed me that if i want 4k i'm gonna have to go uh to the evil led with its washed out blacks and terrible uh refresh rates and all of that nonsense that i i i can't believe people just ignore but that's fine if you want a tv that I'm not gonna now I'm just gonna insult basically everybody because everybody I'm the only one who prefers plasma uh so I sometimes I lash out when I'm in a corner so I apologize but I prefer plasma so I am in no rush to leave um not only 1080p but but plasma I am no I am in no rush at all which really does make me sad because I I seem to have this irrational uh, inertia and momentum towards buying an xbox one S, I think this the, this thing looks incredible. I, I I love the look of it. I especially love that there's no power brick. You you guys get to know this about me. I I sort of blow, I overlook the things that everybody else thinks are the big deal, and then I I create something larger out of the small things. A power brick. Who the hell cares about that? But I I'm I, I get excited about that, and it's because every now and then for work I travel to Calgary or I I have to overnight in a hotel or something like that, and I love the idea of being able to just grab that thing, and um, maybe I haven't even seen the cord for it, but just the way if it's more portable, I want to do that, and I used to do that with my PlayStation Four, and and it just started kind of acting up on me. It started uh, the more I traveled with it, it seemed like that's when it would eject out of nowhere or the HDMI kind of outlet would flicker a little. It just started acting up. My power button stopped working. So a little bit more flimsy on the PlayStation side for that. And it's not like I'm banging this thing around. I'm way off topic here. Recore uh, reminded me of the, the, the stuff that we're doing in terms of pushing the technology forward. I just wish that we would focus on things like load times and refresh rates rather than the pixels that most people won't be able to see. It's only for the people who can measure it and then they'll put that up against something else. I often look at these graphical comparisons and I can't see a difference. They go side by side and I'm staring at both and I really can't. And the thing about when you're playing a game is you're never looking at that game up next to another one. But so you you can't tell if it looks better or worse, but I definitely can tell when a game is taking way too long to load. And that was my main frustration with ReCore. It's going to be explored just as fully in my review on WeTheNerdy.com. And the reason that it's so frustrating, there's another thing that, I, that I'm that i disliking about ReCore is that, and again, very, very little, but man, these it's the little things that really just can either make or break a game. The map system in this game, or the, the there's you, there's no way for you to set a, wave, a waypoint. So if you spot something on the map, like a supply crate or... Uh, a fast traveler or something like that. There's something you just want to go over to and get to. It is just, it takes so much energy because you can't have, you can't set that waypoint. So you're always checking back to the map to see, am I headed in the right direction? Am I facing the right direction? And um, I feel like something like this is done to maybe make the game seem longer because you definitely spend more time doing this. And I, I, I almost want to compare this game to, like Rise of the Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider game. Um, but I, I hesitate only a little bit because people will jump down my throat because it's a female protagonist. But it's really about a somewhat open world with a lot of things to go and find. You can upgrade your character and like your weaponry, the, the, the bots who are with you, you can upgrade them as well. There's different 
um, blueprints for you to, to discover and pieces and parts for you to, to craft. There's a lot of the crafting in there as well. So a lot of, to me, a lot of similarities from my time with, um, Rise of Tomb Raider. Like I want to go into each of these areas in 100% each one. I want to find everything. I want to, uh, uncover lots of stuff. And, and even the, the dungeons, they call them dungeons. They, they're somewhat like, um, a little tombs, not, not so much in terms of puzzle solving, but in terms of platforming. It's like this, uh, really focused, area within the game of just pure platforming and the platforming is awesome i at the at the risk of repeating uh vince and Janito over on ign he he called it the best platforming on at the this generation and i don't typically like to speak in such hyperbole but i'm hard hard pressed to think of something else that can top it uh, a lot of you have played ratchet and clank and i have as well I think this platforming is better. However, Ratchet & Clank is, is a far better game. And that's so weird because platforming is such a strong part of this game. How can that be? It really is the map system, no good. Uh, even just identifying objectives and what am I supposed to do next? Because there are there's the main story and there's side missions. It's not new. Um, but, but this game chooses to ignore standardized ways for us to handle that and to manage what am I going to do next? The game almost tries to do it for you, but even that's random. Uh, sometimes it'll have a marker for you. Sometimes it won't. Honestly, sometimes all I have to do is just go back into, they call it a crawler. It's like your home base. You've got a couple of them spread out throughout uh, the game. Sometimes I would just go back in there to kind of almost reset the game. It almost needs needs a little jolt. And then when I do that, then the marker shows up. And it's just like, oh, man, the guy's... How is that possible? So I, I really hope a patch is coming soon. I want them to make this game, like just a couple of tweaks. I'm, I haven't finished this game. If I were to score it today, I'm in the sixes. I'm like probably 6.5 high, high sixes maybe. And those are just, those parts are just so frustrating because the game itself, the platforming is excellent. The combat is super interesting. I love the character Jewel is awesome. I love this world. I want to find out more about what happened. I love all like my bot buddies. I want to upgrade them and make them powerful. And just, just really, I think this is super creative. And I'm so frustrated that this is not a home run for, for Xbox. Uh, man. Super frustrating. So I'm gonna I'm gonna air out my frustrations in in written form on WeTheNerdy.com later this week before I jump into Forza Horizon, and then, man, it seems like Gears of War is right after that. Is that like first week of October? And then it's just it's it's crazy. I'm not mad. The games like South Park got delayed. Um, even um, gosh, what was the other one? The Last Guardian. I have that. Oh, I should mention also about Record. The reason I didn't, I, I, the reason I picked it up is because I had it on uh, pre-order from Amazon after E3 last year. So they promised like a thirty percent off anything you pre-order within a certain amount of days. And at some point, the the price actually dropped down another ten dollars. So I ended up getting this game for like twenty-seven Canadian dollars, uh, which was a super. I was pretty happy about that. So I'm like, I'm just gonna try this out, see if anybody, if people are being a little oversensitive about their reviews because I saw a lot of the mixed scores. Really strong game at its core. That might be the header right there, Sean. You're a genius. Okay, my guest today is me. <laughs> uh, I'm Sean Capri. I host uh, podcasts like We the Gamer Cast, uh, If We Ran Nintendo with Bobby Pauls. 
and Nerdflix and Chill. It's We the Nerdies movie podcast. I do that with Gary Taru. I've been doing it with Thane Tingley, our our special guest host for the last couple of weeks. While Gary's Europing harder than anybody's ever Europed, uh, can't wait to hear all about his adventures. Um, I've been a writer for We the Nerdy since I don't know April 2015 or so. It's been about a year and a half. I actually was on, I think episode eight, seven or eight of We the Gamer Cast. And it was like a dream come true because all I wanted to do ever since I even like discovered podcasts, uh, not even in video game form. I just wanted to, I don't know why, I just wanted to see if I could do it, I guess. And so I was, I was very happy when Andrew Semichek, number one, asked me to write for the site. And then I heard that there were podcasts. I'm like, I gotta be a part of this. And we did a couple of those, like four guys around a table talking about, um, talk about the news. And it just, it didn't really work out. I think scheduling kind of played a part and um, that that format sort of fell out, fell away for, gosh, probably about five or six months. And I was watching a show called Marin. It's with Mark Marin, who does all, who also does a podcast, one of the first ones I ever started listening to. And it's basically this format. It's a one-on-one with Mark Marin and like, and a, and a guest, and he opens the show very similarly to I do it, to how I do it. Uh, then he launches in with a little musical interlude to an interview, and then closes it back up. And it wasn't until I've been listening to the show forever, and it wasn't until I saw saw the show Marin on Netflix that I was, and it shows him in front of the microphone with the cans, like his his headphones. He always calls them cans, um, and he's just talking. I'm like, well that that's it like i could i i don't know what i was thinking like before i saw him physically do i'm like i don't know what how else he would have done it but something about the visual like well shit i could do that (laughs) so that's kind of how this this whole we the gamer cast thing got started and i am now is setting a new record for how long that i've i've spoken for we have some questions that i'm going to get to and that will close things off I hope you guys like this, like this sort of thing. I could do this every once in a while. I could also do questions and answers, you know, at the intro, outro, rather than just me choosing what the hell to talk about. So I'm going to get to some questions. Uh, most of them are from Antonio Guillen. <laughs> he kind of, he took to the Facebook. He went on facebook.com slash group slash we the nerdy fan group. That's facebook.com slash groups slash we the nerdy fan groups. Uh, and he, here, I don't know how many questions you have here, Antonio. We're going to see how this goes. I'm going to try and keep this somewhat concise, but we know how that goes with me sometimes. I'm going to I'm going to keep this under an hour. We'll say that. I have some questions from Andrew Semichek, who I feel like I should just maybe have on another time. Maybe before the year's end, we'll have Andrew back on. He was one of my first guests, and he's probably just surprised this thing actually is still around. So thank you. Uh, we've got Chad Waller, and we've got Josh Stapleton. Josh has a couple, uh, he's got a really tough one and a really easy one that I will definitely get to. Let's start, let's start with Andrew. Andrew Semichek says, what got you into gaming? And I saw this question, what was a couple days ago, and I've been thinking a lot about it. And I feel like this, the, the way that I could answer this question is, well, there's a number of different ways. I could say what initially got me into gaming because I feel if you, I wonder if you guys are the same. I definitely have had peaks and valleys in my life about like where I'm at with gaming. 
as a kid, like very, very young, when I first held like an NES controller, it was like all I could ever think about. And especially because in my house, we didn't have a, we didn't have any consoles. We played, we played computer games as we would call them. Uh, but we weren't allowed to have a Nintendo because it raised my, my younger brother's blood pressure or something. <laughs> that was, I think that was the reason we, we used to get it. It was probably a money thing, but we, yeah, so we weren't allowed to have an NES. So anytime, but everybody else had it, obviously. It was a huge thing. And every time I spotted it in anybody else's house, that's all I wanted to do. I remember we were watching like the World Cup at a house down the street and they had an NES. And all I wanted to do, like, who cares about the World Cup? I want to play, <laughs> I want to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for NES. So, man, what got me into gaming? Um, so uh, NES, just being able to, play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles you kind of had that theme you didn't even care that none of the the enemies on in the game were at all part of the show and Andrew that's that's this is definitely for you you can tell me better than anybody you're a huge Ninja Turtles fan am I missing something are those guys like in the comics or something were they or are they just complete like the 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 Sandman guy like the little or the the chainsaw dude like where are these characters in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um that was a huge part and just the the challenge and we used to we never played with even just one or two people we always played over at neighbor Matt's and they're always a, a bunch of us because I had uh two brothers Matt had a brother and there are always people around we always we always hung out at that place and uh, it was always just like trying to get past that water the the dam level um uh, diffusing the bombs that was a huge huge part um i was obviously enamored with with super mario i didn't actually play zelda until way later in life so zelda didn't really play too much into it um so i was sort of heading on over to friends houses playing video games wherever i could and it was almost because i, I didn't have full-on access to them but i became even more obsessed with them um and then I would say where things really start to get it get a little crazy is in and around the time of the N64, um, I was able to hang out with friends even more, kind of do sleepovers and play wave race and things like that. But I still didn't have a console. So in my house, I had discovered a, a magazine called PC Gamer, which is still around today, which is incredible. But I remember I got for Christmas one year, I was probably in grade eight, I think this was 1998 somebody should look this up or maybe i should look it up at some point but i don't want you guys to hear me typing uh i got my, my dad bought me for christmas a subscription and the way that he told me i was getting a subscription was he wrapped like one issue it was like a holiday issue of pc gamer i swear it was 1997 or 1998 and it was huge it was like 350 pages it was black and it had um it was the holiday edition because they always had a december edition and then they had a holiday edition or holiday issue and it had all these different, um, the games of that year they had on it. And that was like my first introduction to, like, aside from Nintendo Power, and I, I had read kind of every now and then like a strategy guide for whatever it was, Mario 64, or even like Nintendo Power, the Mario, Super Mario 3, where he's flying, and they had that special issue, and they had every map and, and the way to play all those card games. So I'd always seen those at friends' houses, but I'd never had one for myself. So when I finally got PC Gamer, like my whole, my world was just like blown open. And I, so I think this is probably the purest answer to your question, Andrew, is like what got me into gaming. It was like this PC gamer magazine. And I swear I read it from cover to cover, backwards, forwards. I would skip in between. I read 
every single review, whether it was a game I cared about or heard about, I read everything. And I, the funny thing is, I, I remember specifically reading this thing, not understanding a lot of the, like the technical jargony words. Um, they would, there was a lot of talk about drivers and OpenGL and 3DFX, uh, three accelerators. I think, I, I think we actually did call them, th- do we call them 3D accelerators? They're, they're basically just video cards, but, you already had like a like a regular video card that didn't do 3D or whatever. It was a whole bunch of stuff back then. And so I remember specifically reading this magazine, not understanding everything, but I'm like, you know, and I remember thinking to myself, just keep reading it because it'll all sink in. It'll all make sense eventually. And I did. I stuck, I probably had a PC Gamer uh, subscription for, for years and years. So that was, that was really when the obsession kind of got taken to another level. But by that time, I had already been playing games like Warcraft 2, played a ton of that, of course, with Neighbor Matt. We did our modem dial-up, and I know there were times when we had the phone duct taped down, like with, with like... Well, take, we, 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 you could not let somebody pick up the phone if you were playing Warcraft because your connection would disconnect and then the game was over. So we would actually physically <laughs> adhere the, 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 the piece you talk into. You do make sure that that, that nobody's picking up the phone. So it was pretty, pretty hardcore even before the PC gamer came around. Um, and so yeah, let's see. Oh, PC game. Oh man, so much, so many memories with this magazine because I, this was the first time I'd even heard of Half-Life was through uh, an advertisement in, in Half-Life. It wasn't, or in, in PC Gamer about Half-Life. It wasn't even a, it wasn't an article or a feature or preview or anything. It wasn't, it was an ad and it was basically shit talking all the other shooters out there. And I remember, uh, having heated conversations with neighbor Matt about why Half-Life was better than GoldenEye. The game wasn't even out yet. <laughs> like, that's where I was that dumb, whatever, four, 13, 14-year-old is just, like, complete... Even though I had really no allegiance to PC, it was all I had, so I had to I had to back it. So I was definitely... Uh, and I hate... I'm not even going to say the term. I don't like what PC gamers call themselves or that that sector segment that they call themselves. I don't like it. Um, but I, I knew Half-Life was special before it even came out, but yeah, so there was an ad and I remember being excited about it and then it got delayed so many times, but ultimately that game came out and it was the reason I bring up Half-Life is because this is gosh, one of the, one of the first games that I would replay that opening sequence over and over and over again, I would show anybody who would be willing to sit there and watch it or even play it. I'd sit them down at the computer and just kind of have them push that little cart in towards the laser beams and then have everything go wrong. Like, and I remember at the time, it's something that we see all the time now where you, you, the player sort of prompts some story-based activity or action to happen within the game. We see that all the time. But Half-Life, before then, we didn't really see that. We never saw, um, like, the player impact the story and just totally make things go just terrible. This this scientific accident, <laughs> I would always blame it on the person. I would always play along, too. I'm like, oh, man, you push that in totally wrong. You're going to die. <laughs> so... Uh, Half-Life, Half-Life and, uh, and Warcraft and Starcraft, those were the games that really solidified Obsession and it was all sort of supported by PC Gamer. 
eventually got an official Xbox magazine. That's kind of, it, it goes on from there. But I have other questions that I want to get to. I hope that somewhat answers. Gosh, I can, I, I'm just going to leave it there, but maybe another time we can continue on. Maybe, maybe we can, I'll talk about this a little more because there are times where I, I rejoin, like I left gaming after that for a little bit and I rejoined and I left again that I, now I'm like, I'm married and that's it. Like I'm in it for good. Like <laughs> I don't have anything to worry about. So I'm going to leave it there. Andrew, thank you for your question. Antonio Guillen uh, asks a very deep question here. He asked me, how Canadian are you really? Um, and I feel like the only way to answer this one is by addressing all stereotypes. So I, let's see, what what is there? I do enjoy maple syrup. But who doesn't? So I guess I'm as Canadian as anybody. Um, what else is there? I don't play hockey and I don't know how to skate. I played some ball hockey, but that doesn't really count. Even Canadians are like, nah, it's not really hockey. So that's a minus, I guess. So I, am I at a negative Canadian right now? I say, and I realize this, and if you guys are new since the last time I brought this up, I, I don't like the way that I say about I or out. And now I'm super sensitive about that. So that's a plus on the Canadian side. I don't say a boot. It's not like, it's not totally South Park, but it, we get a little lazy on the about. We don't really, I don't know why that is. What else? What else do Canadians do? I don't really like, I don't hunt beavers or ride moose. Mooses? Moose. Um, I don't do any of that. Um, I live in Canada. I was born here. So I guess that sort of defaults to me being like pretty Canadian. I hope that sufficiently answers your question, Antonio. <laughs> um, I, I watch hockey. So I guess that's it too. Um, gosh. Yeah, that, that, that'll do it. Okay. I actually haven't even read this question beforehand. So let's see. We're going to read this live. Would you rather a, this is from Antonio as well, everybody. He, he gets the next couple because he's insane. He says, would you rather A, be forced to play, insert the worst game you've ever played here, every day for one hour for a month, or B, be forced to play only one hour of the next entry of insert the next game in your favorite series here and never get to play it again? This is a question I really should have... I'm going to pause. We're going to pause right now. I'm going to read this and figure this out. Okay, we're back. So I, I went in and I, I inserted my most hated game or the worst game or whatever and my favorite game series. So this makes sense. We're going to go back. He says, would you rather A, be forced to play uh, the worst game I ever played? I'm just going to, I don't know what the worst game is, but I just did this in five seconds. I'm going to say it's Leisure Suit Larry, 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 why did I say Leary? Leisure Suit Larry on the PC from like 1992. That's, I'm going to say that's the worst game I've ever played. Um, and the, my favorite game series. I don't know what my favorite game series is. That's a tough, that's definitely, today I'm most excited about the next years of war games. So we're going to go with that. So the question reads, would you be, would you rather A, be forced to play Leisure Suit Larry every day for an hour for a month or be forced to play only one hour of the next entry of Gears of War and never get to play it again? I will definitely take B. I, I can play other, other series. What, regardless of what series that is, whether it's Gears of War or Zelda or Mario or whatever. And yes, Mario, not Mario, Bobby. Um, I will take B. I'll, I'll play that one hour instead of, God, that's, that's torture. Every day for an hour for a month of Leisure Suit Larry. Are you nuts? There's no, nope. 
Okay, I, I can't get to all of your questions, Antonio. I'm going to skip my Pokemon spirit animal because I just simply, it's probably a Weedle. I don't know. That was the first thing that came to mind. That's a weird one. Um, he also says, would you choose a live without shooters for the rest of your life or live without indie games for the rest of your life? This is a tough one. Because indie games for me have really just, they've hit their stride. I remember the first time that I saw Castle Crashers on Xbox 360, I just totally ignored it. And that, that was a super, that was a, that was a big mistake. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I just kind of, I guess I looked down on it. I don't know. I, I don't remember looking at that and thinking I need to play that. Um, but since then, I mean, you name it, Limbo is probably the one game that really turned my head to some of these things um i feel like i'm gonna have to get rid of shooters actually even though i i don't know if you know this i don't know if this is why you're asking this i love shooters i like i talked about half-life before i played tons of goldeneye back in the day i still like call of duty quite a lot um i don't know if you count gears as sort of like that third person i i guess that's the other part of the question that i need to know is this i'm i'm gonna answer this as if it's first person shooters um, because I think things get a little too, there's too much. Um, I will remove first person shooters from my life in this hypothetical and still get indie games. I, I want to play games like Tacoma. I can't wait. Anything from a TUI or image and form. I got to play these games. I can't, I can't not have chicken wiggle in my life. Um, so yeah, I, I think that there, and, and who knows what happens if an indie, what happens if an indie shooter happens? What happens then, Antonio? Answer me that. Bet you didn't think of that, did you? I don't know why I'm getting aggressive. Uh, let's see. Another one from Antonio. We're going to give you maybe two more, Antonio. Because uh, I think... I. <laughs> this is your way. I'm just realizing this. This is your way of being on on the show without being on the show yet again. I, but I, I'll take it. I like it. Uh, he says, again, I'm reading this live. Hopefully this works out this time. You have to play every video game for the rest of your life in another language. Choose A, Spanish, B, French, C, Italian, D, other. Um, I don't know. It, you Sometimes you, you say things and I'm just like, this dude knows me. This dude knows me big time. Um, I'm a big, big language buff, but sort of a lapsed one. In, in high school, I discovered that I could move on to business school, which is what I ended up doing. Um, but most people... Uh, I discovered that I could do that with languages. I could I could use my language courses instead of sciences. So whereas everybody else in school was taking like a biology course and a physics course and a chemistry course, I got away with just bio. And uh, to replace the sciences that um, most people were taking to as a prerequisite into the university courses, I had already been taking French since I was in grade four. That's maybe that goes back to your Canadian question. I don't know if they do that in the States or if, um, if you do it in Spanish, uh, I'm not sure, but here, at least in my school, I had been taking French since grade four. So I was actually pretty, pretty fluent. Like I took pretty advanced French all the way up through grade 12. And I, I don't know, couldn't tell you a word of it anymore. I, I can read it and I can, I can hear it and understand quite a bit of it. Um, so I guess the answer is going to be B, but, but C Italian is actually pretty close as well because I also took Italian as my second language. So, which was really strange because my, in high school, I went to a smaller high school and the teacher was the same person for French and Italian. So whenever I had my oral exams, it was, 
sitting in the same place talking to the same person. It was so strange. I, I would, I would honestly respond in the wrong language sometimes. It was kind of, kind of weird, but I, ah, I wish I didn't walk away from that. I, so I like this question quite a bit. I would, I would probably go French, but I love Italian. I always wanted to learn Spanish because they're all somewhat related, like those, uh, the romance languages. But D other, I don't know if this is where you're going with this, but I would love to learn Japanese. Like that's the one thing I just, especially now with, with my, my obsession with gaming at all, like there's, there's, it doesn't get any higher than it's been now. Look at the way you get me talking about this, Antonio. I have never been more obsessed with gaming than I am right now. I mean, I, I guess I do the, the podcast and that's, that's obvious. Um, but I am so enamored with the industry and just the, man, the competition I think is super interesting. So from, I, like from an intellectual standpoint, you can just kind of see, uh, what what these companies are doing back and forth and the games that every like the not the the video games but the games that they play uh to one up each other i think it's just super super interesting which leads me to wanting to learn like japanese i think that would be super that would be awesome so this is a multiple choice question so i have to answer with the best answer uh that would be b but all the other ones apply unbelievably so yeah, I, I think I think language is a, is a pretty interesting thing overall. Just the way that you can choose a word or even the tone of the word. Anyway, that's that's deeper than you want to get into. Let's get one more. I don't really want to talk about the Last Guardian. You can buy one game now to the end of the year. No, I oh, man, choose one. <laughs> Pancakes or waffles? I can do that one really quick. Um, shoot that's tough i like waffles i like belgian waffles with like the whipped cream and the and the strawberries but neighbor matt's mom used to make these pancakes with a blueberry sauce my god ah i'm gonna go i I might go pancakes they're easier to make let's do that way um you get one more antonio i'm just trying to pick one of your good ones oh you know what i'm just gonna do your other ones really quick because we're we're doing okay what do we got here Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up soon after this. Uh, Antonio, choose one to make every decision for you for the next one year. Number one, Hideo Kojima, no translator. Two, Gary True. Three, Bobby Pauls. I, I think Bobby Pauls gets the nod on this one. I think him and I have a have a kindred connection, and I think he I think he just gets me. Gary is close to this but i i I don't know why and maybe bobby would do the same but i think gary would get me to some questionable situations on purpose like not not like i don't think he makes bad decisions i think he would go like i'm gonna fuck with sean a little bit today so uh i i bobby you're getting the nod in this hypothetical uh lastly from antonio before we get into some other some other questions here he says, uh, Nintendo NX goes with a classic controller. Which do you want? Number one, SNES. Number two, N64. Number three, GameCube. Number four, your mind, telepathy. You're such a weirdo. And <laughs> I don't want tele- tele- telepathy, telepathy, telepathy. I'm not like no Jean Grey up in this with my video games. I would definitely, this is an easy one. I would definitely choose the, oh, oh dang it. Okay, I was, I was definitely going to jump to Super Nintendo. Because I think that's a better controller. But what happens with like 3D games? We, we don't have a joystick or an analog stick. 
and I don't really, I don't like the GameCube controller. I know this is blasphemy for many of you guys, but I don't like it. I don't like that my my one A button is enormous and all the rest are just kind of weird. That works for one game. So, uh, four, number four might be the answer. I don't know if I want any of these. Maybe it is telepathy. Okay, we're going with that. Is that all right with you guys? So, and then I say you're insane in the in the Facebook feed. And you are. Let's see. Chad Waller asks a very serious question. On a scale of Zelda to Halo, how digital homicide is Andrew Semichek? And I think we all know the answer to that. It's obviously Halo. Whatever the hell that means. Uh, two more to go, guys. We're going to close out this extra special Ask Me Anything episode. I hope that you've enjoyed this. <laughs> I hope that Antonio owning the questions here motivate some of you to come up with some of your own <laughs> that's basically the reason i've answered these so you guys could go like well we don't want to we don't want antonio to to own these these little segments so we'll we'll come up with something better uh josh stapleton gets gets to close things out here with his two questions he said tell us how you and chelsea met and when did video games come into the relationship and i love this question because obviously i <laughs> I I really like how Chelsea and I met, actually. I, I like telling the story. I don't know if I can recite, like, the, the actual meeting moment for previous relationships. It just sort of, like, happened. But I definitely remember, like, the moment that Chelsea and I, we, we were actually introduced to each other. Um, so I still work at the Alberta Cancer Foundation here. Um, and Chelsea was hired on to work at one of the hospitals in the city here. And so somebody had introduced us and I remember thinking like, man, we hire like really good looking people here. <laughs> like, isn't that, that's such a not professional thing to say. And I'm like, man, like she is really pretty. So I was really nervous and, and I don't like, I'm definitely somewhat socially awkward, but I can usually fake it enough to kind of get by. But this was a situation that I, I was just so. I don't know. I was dumbstruck. I was whatever the word is. Uh, I I had no words. And so I introduced myself. I said, you know, my name, it's nice to meet you, but all that kind of stuff. And I wish that I could remember exactly what she said. I, this is something that maybe I was just so nervous for some reason. Uh, she said something really witty, I remember. Something really sarcastic that kind of like put me on the defensive a little bit. And I got super nervous. I had no comeback. And... I ran away. <laughs> I was, we were at a work function when we met and I was in charge of some technical thing. I was putting up uh, like a PowerPoint presentation or something and it was on a projector. So I was the, the IT guy. They would always call me because I was male and young and I knew how to turn on a computer. So I used that as my excuse. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta go. And that was how we met. We, I was super awkward. I remember just being, I, she had like a bow in her hair. She had like a, she had, her hair is just fantastic. And she had these great curls and a, like this headband with a flower in. I thought that was really cute. And um, yeah, so that's how we met. So yeah, gosh, that takes me back, Josh. Thanks, man. Um, when did video games come into? So she was actually the one who sort of pursued me. So I'm very lucky because I was just totally oblivious to any of it. And like, I, de I didn't really want to have a relationship with somebody that I work with. And that was not a fun conversation to have with her. 
but we started hanging out anyways. Um, neighbor Matt really gave me the push. He's like, just do it, man. Just, just, just see where it goes. I'm like, okay. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, neighbor Matt, for that great advice, which he ultimately took credit for the wedding actually happening. Uh, I'll fast forward to his best man speech. Takes full credit for all of us even being there at the wedding because it was, it was his advice that, that got me to like, yeah, okay. This is, this is probably something cool. So we started hanging out. And um, the first memory that I have of video games really coming in, I knew that she was like a gamer. I knew she she was actually working at Nintendo. Uh, I think she was just finishing up. So she used to work for Nintendo as like one of the people who would go to like a Best Buy and like do demos and hand out swag and things like that. And so she had like a 3DS. She had all these... Oh, no, was it out yet? Or she had a DS, and I think she was just getting a 3DS. And so she was, like, she was all about Nintendo. And so I knew that, but I didn't know um, really how into gaming she was until one time I came over, and uh, I'm like, I can bring over a couple movies. She's like, okay. She's like, my favorite movies are Resident Evil and Wolverine and X-Men and things like that. So I'm like, well, this is obviously going in a great way for me. So I picked up a couple movies. We watched some stuff, but when I got there, um, I, I got to her condo and she was on like, kind of like the main floor, which also, if anybody else is doing condo shopping and I think the first floor is really great. Cause I just like, I would roll up and I would just walk through the patio door. That was great. I didn't have to deal with stairs or nothing. So I don't know why I'm talking about that. So I walk into her condo the dogs bark at me for a little bit and I look up at the TV and she's sitting there just playing Ocarina of Time. Just barely even says hi. <laughs> she's she's just plugging away at like another playthrough of Zelda. And I just like, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. So that was one of the first times that that video games kind of came into it. And she um, it was the first Christmas that we were together. She got me a, my my 3DS and I played. That was that was my first handheld I had since I skipped DS altogether. Um, that was my first handheld since my my Game Boy Advance, and so that really brought me back into it. I think me doing this podcast, we can all just blame on her because that that elevated my obsession with games yet again. I played the mess out of like Mario Kart. Was it seven on the on 3DS and 3D Land? And I just my whole like love for Nintendo was rekindled, uh, mainly because of Chelsea. So. She gets a whole lot of credit. So great question, Josh. I I hope that we can talk more about Chelsea really anytime. <laughs> that's I think that's a really good question. So yeah, I, I have a really fond memory of, of meeting her and then when video games came in. And Josh Stapleton's uh, top 10 favorite games of all time. This is your last question. I think I'm going to try. I, I sh- you would think that I would write something down for this. Um, I'm going to try and just do this off the top of my head. Let's see. I... D- I don't know if I can do this in order because I feel like it depends on when you ask me, like, what is the best game of all time? Oh, man. And I'm totally going to I'm actually going to pause. We're going to come back in a second. Let's see how this goes. Okay, that actually didn't take that long at all. I probably missed something. Um, So I hope that I hope this is okay for you guys. No order. I'm going to go with no order. Even though you said top 10. I hope this is okay, Josh. I I apologize. I'm just going to upset myself really i was gonna say i'm gonna upset somebody but I, I will definitely just make myself mad um this is the we'll say this this is the order that i wrote these down so this this is what came to mind 
as and you can also see this is maybe maybe do some psychoanalysis on me this is how my my brain works a little bit so i started with warcraft 2 humans and orcs orcs and humans whatever the the original uh warcraft then starcraft so i i spent a ton of time with the real-time strategies that was that was a big deal back in the 90s that's all the all the stuff pc gamers talking about then half-life i'm gonna go with the first one Again, I spent more time with the first Half-Life than the second one or even the the episodes. Uh, so I'm going to go with Half-Life. Mario Kart 8 is the Mario Kart I'm going with on my list. Um, this might upset some people, but again, this is what came to mind. A Link Between Worlds is my Zelda game that's going to be on this list. I dig this game so hard. And it's more, it's in my memory, it's in my, my recent memory, uh, rather than a link to the past. I need to go back to a link to the past. That, if I play that more recently, that's, that might be up there too. But I was a, it's a, I'm just doing this real quick, guys. Just relax. All right. Just as Bobby would say, just relax. Then I jumped to Bioshock. Um, again, it's in the news these days, but man, what a, what a masterful game that is and came out of nowhere. Just a, a wonder of atmosphere. Then Gears of War, again, a game that came out of, for me, I remember picking it up at the store thinking i've heard good things about this and little did i know it was going to transform like cover-based games and third-person shooters and and what we know about graphics on the 360 generation like that really was the next level um then i go to the last of us and you'll see that uncharted is not on this list it's a that's a tough call but i definitely think the last of us is up there i think all these other ones are uh just a step above I love me some, and I even gave Uncharted 4 a 10 on WeTheNerdy.com this week, or this year, but I'm going to leave it off because I needed room for Mass Effect 2, and I needed room for Dragon Age Origins. So I, I think I've got a pretty good mix. I've got a couple uh, a couple shooters, a, a cart game, a Zelda game, uh, whatever you would call The Last of Us, and then some role-playing games made here in Edmonton, Alberta. So that's how, actually, I don't know, whatever. I'm going to say that Bio that BioWare and Edmonton made all those games. So that is all. Thank you guys so much for your questions. I'm going to just going to rip off Bobby saying of that is all cuz I love that so much. Um let me know what you guys think of this. This is a little different. Um I I wouldn't mind doing some more like question and answers at the beginning and end of every show so uh and and it won't be quite this long. Like I could do maybe one or two um each show i hope you guys enjoyed the the games that we give away so zyger alan paxton and Corey hicks uh will be in touch i'll get you guys your games very soon so thank you guys so much i was gonna say that is all <laughs> bobby you've damaged me forever uh thank you guys so much for being here thank you for listening uh remember we're on itunes and google play every monday the the show in case you were wondering is called we the gamer cast you guys can uh, if you want to be part of it you want to be a guest tweeted me at sean capri at sean like connery capri like the pants you can also send an email we the gamer cast at we the nerdy.com uh, that's another way you can send me questions too if you don't want to do it publicly on facebook or on twitter or if you just have a little more context uh email that would be that would be great i'd love to do this more i had a lot of fun i hope you guys had some fun too and as i mentioned earlier in the show you i do other podcasts so uh please subscribe to nerdflix and chill it's we the nerdies movie podcast i do with gary taru every week we watch a new movie in the theaters we review it it's spoiler free and then we go back into the archives and we watch an old movie that is somehow connected to the previous uh week's movie that's called six degrees of chill 
And so please subscribe to that on iTunes and on Google Play. We also do it on youtube.com slash we the nerdy. We have a video version of that. Uh, what's the last thing here? You can also find me on If We Ran Nintendo, of course, with Bobby, the, the Nintendo guru, Paul's. That's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, maybe Google Play and youtube.com slash Nintendo guru. Why did I think youtube.com slash Nintendo guru? It sounded weird in my head. Otherwise, this is episode 49.5. It's super weird, uh, but it's, it's now in your ears. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week for a monumental 50. It's so exciting. Can't believe we made it to episode 50. It's coming next week. I hope you're going to be there too. Now, it's, of course, it's time for Jason. 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!